Testing, testing, one, two, three. Recovering people-pleasing preachers and God-fearing prophets alike know the dis-ease of sentences that begin, thus says the Lord, or this is what God told me to tell you. More often than not, the messenger is shot if looks could kill or fired if they didn't get the message to not repeat after God. Walter Brueggemann writes in the word militant, preaching a decentering word. Preaching is dangerous if it is faithful because the powers of retrenchment are everywhere among us. Passion to keep things as they were before the utterance. Ideological resistance is readily evoked in most congregations. And if not in the congregation itself, the rulers of this age keep a close eye on any proclamation that may disturb present arrangements. The prophet Jeremiah cried about it and cried out. Jeremiah wanted to zip his lips, but this only turned up the heat. If he does not repeat after God, then his body will become a burning bush. Like money that burns a hole in our pockets until we spend it, the message was burning within him. And the truth is, Jeremiah had to say it because the Israelites were proud of their idolatry. They were card-carrying hypocrites. Prophets and priests know that there is a thin line between the fellowship hall and a business meeting. Talking about Jesus who couldn't be kept down by the powers that be, who couldn't be bought off or kept quiet, who didn't care about the religious elites, old money and how they did things, who found no comfort in maintaining the status quo and running the father's business as usual, who was unapologetic about who he was and what he came to do, who was so confident about where he was going that his disciples would spread his message to the ends of the earth is more than a mouthful. Preaching about this Jesus test the limits of people power, tradition, and our patience. Because like the children of Israel, we know the word of God. We have no intentions of doing what Jesus would do, even during this Lenten season when Christians remember what it means to walk in his shoes. I'm Reverend Starlet Thomas, director of the Raceless Gospel Initiative at Good Faith Media and host of the Raceless Gospel Podcast. The Lenten season reminds us of the testing of Jesus, and we want to be a faithful voice in your ears. It's a Lenten podcast series from us at Good Faith Media with meditations to guide you during this 40-day journey. You're listening to Episode 3, Testing the Limits. Because, truth be told, we want all the world has to offer. Turning down the devil will require Francois Fenelon's confession. We say we want to forget the world, but in the depths of our hearts, we do not want to be forgotten by it. Though this world is passing away, we don't want it to pass us by. We secretly want a kingdom named after us. And if this doesn't happen, we name buildings and businesses, streets and highways, sandwiches and children after us. We simply must tell the truth because it is Christ-like. Barbara Brown Taylor shares this story. I remember being at a retreat once where a leader asked us to think of someone who represented Christ in our lives. When it came time to share our answers, one woman stood up and said, I had to think hard about that one. I kept thinking, 
Who is it who told me the truth about myself so clearly that I wanted to kill him for it? Jesus is a scripture-quoting savior, a Torah-thumper, and the devil is pulling out all the tricks in the book. Satan shows Jesus what's behind door number three. The devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of this world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Smooth talking Satan promises to give Jesus the world in exchange for his worship, but makes no mention of the fact that if Jesus gains the world, then there will be no one to save our souls. This game show devil says to Jesus, all this could be yours for the bargain price of bowing to me. The devil says, let's make a deal. Satan is showing Jesus the properties of the world as if he does not know the words of the psalmist that the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. And doesn't the devil know that power belongs to God, that he can't give Jesus something he already has? The devil doesn't have much under his sleeves and his arm wrestled into defeat with scripture. Satan is talking about gods that come a dime a dozen and in all sizes, idols handmade, handpicked, and ready for any occasion. Frederick Nietzsche said, there are more idols in the world than there are realities. Jesus reminds the devil that there is a supreme reality and a kingdom that is not of this world. The kingdom of God is not within the city limits, one uncreated by human hands and for which the devil will not have a hand in. It cannot be offered as a hand out in service to the demonic. While we often focus on the seven last words of Jesus, author J. Winston Pierce says this is one of the seven first words recorded of Jesus. It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve God only. God provides manna words to prevent Jesus from ordering off the devil's menu of worldly gain. Jesus uses scripture to live another day, to survive the attacks of the devil. It is the final say. Jesus is fasting from food and drink, but clearly feasting on the word. The devil clearly doesn't have an appetite for it, but Jesus is shoving it down his throat anyway. And it only took one scripture, 12 words, 46 letters, to make him choke. Jesus tells the truth and shames the devil. There is only one God, and you're not it. Tongue-tied, the devil has no response to scripture, because the devil can only go so far. Satan is just playing creator. This world is on loan and his for a limited time only. The devil wants Jesus to take the fall with him, but he really has nothing to show for his own. The devil has nowhere to go but down. So guard yourself with scripture, because here comes Satan with a lie to sell. And if you weren't listening to this podcast, well, then you just might be tempted to buy into it, not realizing that Satan has no power but is just testing the limits of your own. Up next, 
Peter is tested in Change the Subject. I'm Reverend Starlet Thomas. Learn more about the kingdom that is coming and the Raceless Gospel Initiative at goodfaithmedia.org.